to yet another spoiler special for uh, episode 6 of Falcon the Winter Soldier, or should I say Captain America and the Winter Soldier? I said that last week, and it was a mistake. I made a prediction, and I think and I, I turned out to be right at the end. It's, it's Captain America and the Winter Soldier now, so uh, yeah, really happy about it. This, this one's called uh, One World, One People, and um, which I guess has a, you know, a plethora of meanings. And uh, joining me on the long-awaited finale. It's long-awaited because of me. It's totally my fault. It's Mr. Joe Hines. Hello, Joe. How are you? We've returned. <laughs> We're back. Um, yeah, when that title came up, I was like, fucking hell, James got it right. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to change the name. <laughs> I thought if they did, they would change it to the White Wolf. Oh, yes. That as well, but, yeah. Um, for Bucky. But no, yeah, it's um, done. Six episodes, weeks went real fucking quick. Uh, yeah, it was some show. Um, I know we'll get into it in detail now, but really happy with the outcome of it, you know, in its entirety. And um, yeah, just happy to be back talking about it, I suppose. Yeah, good to have you on again. Um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's been so long. I think, I think it's like a full two weeks after the finale, but I think, you know, judging by, you know, we were talking about beforehand, like, I didn't even. Uh, I I had released the um the the spoiler special for the fifth episode only a few days ago, like you know about three weeks after after that episode was released. I didn't even bother promoting on any of the the social channels because I was ashamed that I had I had procrastinated to the point where that was just totally out of date. But like you know, we got a good few viewers on that, so I mean, there's definitely an appetite for the spoiler specials, regardless of when they come out. So. Uh, yeah, th- thanks, Joe, for joining me, and uh, thank you, everyone, who's st- who's sticking on the the committed few, the real uh, ones. Yeah, the real ones, absolutely. Um, yeah, pity we don't have a Patreon to kind of uh, take advantage of this, but <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll plow on. Um, yeah, this was a really great finale, and um, it's mostly the series as a whole is one of my favorite MCU titles. Um, but at the same time, uh, I have I have like one there's one glaring issue, and I think I think you probably know what this, what it is, Joe. We'll get into it. But um, I just want to get your thoughts on the finale as a whole. What what were your favorite bits, and what do you have to say about it? Yeah, um, I think you know coming from one division, right? Like we speculated so heavily on like what who could show up, what's going to happen. Will Doctor Strange show up? Will you know Mephisto will be there? Will you know Magneto show up and all that sort of thing? Um, and so coming into this, I think we were a little bit more um, reserved than what we were expecting. Mm. Um, and I think you know there was nothing shocking in the finale, but it was a very like natural ending. I felt like the writers did a good job in you know uh, paying tribute to the characters, and um, I felt like the events that unfolded there was justification for it. You know, there was a few things like, I'm still not a huge fan of the Flag Smashers. I, I have a few issues with them. Um, you know, the Power Broker reveal, I wasn't too happy with, but I think overall, I think it was a satisfying ending. And I think if you add up the six episodes, and I think as well, you know, after every episode of the show, I felt like satisfied, like, oh, that was a good bit of Marvel. Like, that was a good bit of, like, TV. 
Sometimes with one division, there'd be, you know, those 20 minutes, 30 minute episodes where you'd just be kind of like, oh, come on, like, give me more, 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 more. That please stand by, kill me every single time. Um, <laughs> yeah. The true, vil- the yeah, true villain, of that, the, the true villain of that show was the please stand by that we can all agree on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think overall I'm happy with the show. I don't know if it's my favorite titles. As I said, there was a few issues in it that were just kind of, just kind of eat at me at every episode but um yeah overall i was i was kind of delighted with it you know yeah it's it's um just a great um it's just a great way of showcasing these characters that we haven't you know we've seen a fair bit of them i think you know if we're to count all their all their screen time in the movies but it's those are two characters in particular um bucky and sam that uh i think people have been wanting to get to know properly for um, the longest time since, I guess, 2014. Um, I mean, 2011 in, in Bucky's case, you know, about, about that, about 10 years. But um, yeah, it's it's such a it's such a great way. And they don't, they build upon what we've seen from them so far. Um, and it totally makes sense that, and, you know, we've everyone knows that the series has been building up to Sam becoming Captain America like that's how that was the only way it was ever going to end um but yeah it's it's such it was such a satisfying finale um the I thought the action was great I thought the the visual effects the CGI was really great like there wasn't any dodgy yeah. frames at all like there was nothing and I, I have to say that for the majority like no like the entire show I think there it was pretty like spot on and I think they know they need to be on their game all the time so they can kind of justify these things being TV shows with a, with movie-sized budgets. Um, it's so satisfying. And there's so much to say about Sam being Captain America. It's 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 great. Like, it's such a... Like, nobody kind of deserves it more. Uh, I love the costume. Like, um, there was leaks of the action That's figure. Funny. There was leaks of the action figure, so we kind of kind of knew what that was going to look like. But it just looks. It doesn't diminish the fact that it looks absolutely smashing. Like it's it's fantastic. It's one of the most comic accurate suits I've seen translated from the comic book uh, to 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 the screen, and it looks fantastic. Uh, I haven't. I've heard very few complaints about it. I've heard people actually say that the ears were. Like taped back, but there. I was actually I watched the episode as you know, um, like just before we started recording, and I was there was um the shot where you know we have a close up of Sam and just kind of from the side where you know Carly's pointing the gun at Sam, and like I was just I was kind of looking at his ears at that point to see if they were taped, and because I I didn't think they were. I think the nature of of the mask it's like well it's a cowl with just no kind of top you know. Because his head is, or his hair is, can be seen, but like it's his ears aren't even taped. It's like, um, it's hard to explain because there's nothing really we can compare it to. Like it's, it's actually they, just, um, yeah. Sorry, go on, Joe. Yeah, they, I don't know if you, if you saw the making of uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think oh, they released yeah. it last week. Yeah. But um, they were talking about you know that kind of cow look and how when he would turn his neck it would buckle at the end so a yeah. lot of it was replaced by like cgi in certain okay. scenes yeah and even i think the back of the head there's like a velcro zip on it that they had to remove okay so like it is a very interesting suit that you know mm. you're it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a very tough cosplay for some people I'm sure. <laughs> but um yeah 
Yeah, I don't know if they if they stitched his ear. ear I, don't, I, I don't think Anthony Mackie has massive ears anyways. So I don't know. Don't, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it wouldn't even be. It wouldn't even be that like he had massive ears. It's just like the way that I I had to look at the ears anyway, and they're not taped. It's just like they're kind of the nature of of the ear holes have kind of squished the ears down, but it's not that noticeable. It's actually, mm. it's it's totally fine, but they're not taped, which I'm glad to say that they're not. They they really aren't. And if they are, it's been CG, CGI'd out, but they're not, they're definitely not taped. Um, I can say that. Uh, but it's so fucking cool, that suit. And the wings are just, they're refined. They're just like, they're not as clunky as they were uh, in previous iterations. It's just like a really perfect suit. The goggles as well. My God, it's so fucking cool, honestly. Um, obviously, like I love Steve Rogers, but like, like his suit, especially the in-game suit with the scales. That's that's one of my all-time favorite like comic book suits for me. Anyway, I love I love all the all of Chris Evans' suits apart from Avengers Assemble, which I think is ruined by the cowl. Uh, the fact that like yeah. there's actually no gap between uh, the cowl and and or sorry the neck. Like there's like a have a neck thing um that connects like the suit itself and the and the mask and the cowl and like they just got rid of that in the other movies and that ruins it see when he ever whenever like chris evans has his mask off in avengers assemble it doesn't look that bad and as well as that what ruins the suit is the the shitty fucking belt as well the pouch belt which looks just ridiculous um he doesn't need that but apart from that it's it's not bad um, you know, it wouldn't be that bad anyway. The Avengers assembled it. All, all the other suits are fucking top tier for me. Uh, anyway, all of them. Uh, but yeah, this just kind of adds to the great Captain America suits, the mostly great Captain America suits we had. Uh, apparently, Joss Whedon uh, designed that's it's based off a of Joss Whedon sketch, um, the Avengers assembled suit. So we can, we can, that's another thing we can blame Joss Whedon for, I think. And I don't think anyone has a problem with blaming that fucker for anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get into the, we'll get into the episode. I think this is um, a great kind of first adventure for him as Captain America, kind of rescuing the hostages. I mean, it kind of, in a way it echoes, uh, you know, you know Steve Rogers when he was rescuing people like you kind of need to show him doing that in the first outing um I love his fight with Batroc as well um you know the his entrance when he throws this when he's flying and he throws the shield at the glass and then he catches it and he rolls in and it's great and he's like oh I'm Captain America and the guy's like you know oh I thought Captain America was on the moon that that's all fucking great stuff um yeah yeah, it's just, and then him fighting Batroc as well. It's kind of like a rite of passage when, like, a Captain America fighting Batroc. It feels like it's something they all have to do eventually. Um, but yeah, it's fucking. It was it was really really great stuff. Um, I have to say, um, and I guess the 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 uh, catalyst of all this is well, it's actually Sharon, but to the public eye, it's the Flag Smashers. And do you want to talk about the Flag Smashers, Joe? Because I think. This is the weak point I was talking about earlier, and I think you can agree with me. This is the as good as this is, and I think it overcomes it for the most part, the whole series. But the Flag Smashers and Carly is just it's it's not working for me, and it's it's never going to work for me. I don't think. I thought I, I thought there might be a bit of hope in the finale, but it just it can't work. I'm afraid. Yeah. Um. 
you know, we've voiced this opinion before and, and we always, you know, the, the thing that we say is like, well, they're terrorists. Mm. You know, they killed, I think it was three uh, uh, soldiers in that building bombing that they did. And, mm. you know, I, you can still have a character who's like a terrible human being in like what they do, but, you know, there's obviously like a justification they feel for it. And that's what makes, I think, really interesting villains. Problem was, though, like, the Carrie uh, Monty, what's her second name? Carrie uh, Morgenthau. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, she wasn't like, there was never a moment in the show, like, I didn't care about the way how, you know, that uh, Danya Madani uh, person mm. died. I, why would I care? Like, I've never met that person. Mm. Um, you know, and I, 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 you know, one of my favorite parts of the show was Zemo and the way how he said, you know, super soldier serum leads to some level of supremacy mm. i think that was what overall issue was with our character it was the fact that she you know was so full of herself because she had this power and she felt like she could make this change mm. but and i enjoyed the scene where um sam gives the, the speech at the end to the grc people um i thought it was really well delivered and and, and partially well written but when he kind of sympathizes with who she is and what she was doing but like he was sympathizing a little bit too much. Yeah. Like you can understand someone to an extent, but at the end of the day, they tried to kill American citizens on American soil. They, um, you know, I mean, they were, they had killed people before. It's like, you can sympathize with someone to a certain extent, but I felt like he was kind of almost making those guys feel bad for the way how they were treating her. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but like, I agree with you, Joe. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a bit, it was a bit much for people to, you know, because he's on camera. He knows he's on camera, and he's, he's basically, he's. Tr- I, I respect that he's trying to look at it from their point of view. They are different from terrorists in that you look at, um, I guess the, you know, the most well-known uh, type of terrorists, the ones that you see in the news quite often are, you know. Uh, Islamist extremists and they're not I mean Islam is quite you know anyone anyone of the of the Islamic faith like they'll tell you it's or familiar with it like it's quite a peaceful faith but I think like I mean it happened it, you know it happened up in the north of this country like religion is always used as a justification for extremists so they can uh, you know take out their violent agendas on the innocent or whatever you know it, it religion religion is always the justification but at the end of the day it's it's never the reason it's always like a mask for it it's any excuse to for partition and yeah but in this case it's it's uh, more of a social justice uh thing which is which is interesting it's already something that we hear a lot of um in, in the news, you know, um, well, I guess kind of Antifa and all that, but I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess it's kind of a commentary on that, but this, you know, all the Black Lives Matter marriages, like, although they can, those are justified, but these people aren't, you know, it's, I don't get into kind of sticky territory, but like, it's, um, <sighs> it's interesting they're they're a different kind of terrorist and i think that a lot of the a lot of the criticism 
that people are making is that these terrorists are they're unrealistic in a way because most like these because the people are looking at this they don't recognize uh terrorist groups that model themselves on or, or that you know justify their actions on i guess kind of uh a temporary genocide it's a it, it's it's very weird i mean it's a temporary kind of genocide people like died half the yeah. half the people died for like five years and they came back and it's a and then this terrorist group kind of rises up when you know the the repat the global repatriation uh guys um are kind of you know putting people in camps and they're closing up their borders all of a sudden uh there's a lot going on and i'm I'm just kind of, my brain is kind of just processing all this, but I know in my heart that it doesn't, that I'm kind of, I'm into it. I get, I totally understand why they're using it. The problem is Carly and she's not charismatic <laughs> at all. She's not charismatic enough for this at all. Like they should have had, I don't know who you put in this, but I feel like, I don't want to seem sexist, but I feel like, I feel like female um, performers like or, or just women and men in general they're able to convey different emotions like properly there's some things that I can never convey properly as if I was an actor or, or you know there's something that maybe look at Robert De Niro or something like that that he can't convey that Meryl Streep can convey or Amy Adams can con- that can you know they can convey it's like it's a feminine thing it's a masculine thing and that's why you that's another reason why you have them in different categories you know in terms of awards because you're recognizing they're just good at different things and i feel like um i feel like i I, it, it just doesn't there's so many things that don't add up with carly like the fact that she's able to like be john like on her own and yet sam and bucky mm. are like struggling it just like it doesn't really make sense, and the fact like she's not charismatic, she's way too fucking young for her to have a following like this as well. Like I don't care how long she's been preparing for it, she's about she looks about like seventeen or eighteen. <laughs> it just it doesn't make sense to me at all, and like even the guys that are following her, like they know like she's kind of taking things too seriously, and they could easily overpower her. Like it's like. I have no idea. I've no, it. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah, and she's and by far like one of the the worst characters that's probably come out of the MCU. And I kind of thought we were over the hill of bad MCU villains because uh, we've had so many strong ones like in the last few years. And I thought we were kind of over the hill uh, of that. But no, it's it's like she's as bad as she's as bad as Malekith, really. Um, you know, she's she's in that she's in that tier that that kind of bottom tier for me uh i don't know how i don't know if you feel that strongly about it but she just doesn't work for me i yeah yeah, it's just they should have put they should have put a a more likable person whether that be male or female but uh, karen uh, kelly erryman kelly erryman kelly aaron erryman am i saying that right is that her? That's her name. Herman Trout. <laughs> I don't know. It, um, the actress's name is Kelly Kelly Aaron. It's Ke- Kelly. Is that it? Yeah, it's close enough. Is that? We'll just call her Kelly. Yeah. Or, no, it's Aaron. Yeah, Ke- yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, she was in Solo. Yeah, yeah. Is it Aaron, Aaron Kelly? Kellyman? 
Is it Erin Kellyman or Kelly Erinman? No, it's Kelly Erinman, isn't it? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure she's a fucking great actress. I just think she's she doesn't belong in this role in particular, which is a pity. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Flag Smashers? Like what, like, or, or Carly in general? Yeah, um, you know, for me, like, when it comes to her being a leader, like, I could actually see her being a leader of the Flag Smashers. That's not the issue for me. Mm. But everything, everything that came out of her mouth was this big, preachy, like, come to Jesus speech. <laughs> and it was just so, it's like she's beating you over the head every episode with yeah. the same crap. There was like they set up the whole thing with Danya so that you could like sympathize with her that she died from the disease because she wasn't given the proper treatment and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But we didn't care. We never met that character. If she had like, you know, a you know, a partner who maybe died while yeah. she was gone during the blip, yeah. or um, you know, a partner who had or not even a partner, maybe had like a brother or sister or someone who, you know, was mistreated and we had seen them. Would have been a little bit more you know uh, emotionally enthralling and but they didn't do that you know it was just her going around flying the flag smashing symbol and and you know the three or four idiots following her around who <laughs> really just they questioned nothing you know and when they did question it was just forgotten about yeah. so they weren't very um and and you mentioned there i was going to say as well when she fought uh, John Walker that was a joke like how is John Walker able to take on Bucky and Sam yeah it's, and nearly it win yeah it doesn't you know, it, didn't, like, it, did, it didn't make any sense at all to me like even like even though he had the like the shield he made I mean he had limited materials and it looks very very convincing uh, you he know he did a great job he did uh, a fucking great job yeah was, yeah yeah yeah, Has- Hasbro couldn't even do fucking better than that, and they have all the resources in the world. He had no. like a fucking, he he was in a, a shed with a box of scraps. You know, that's that's kind of what he was working with. But no, he did a fucking good okay. job. <laughs> he he could go, go to Comic Con with that shit, and he would just be he'd just be the talk of the town. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he had that, but it's still a piece of metal. He can still do damage with it, you know. Uh, but yeah, and. It, it amplifies, the serum amplifies what you have. I They don't even bother explaining, like, what sort of background she has, though. Like, what do we know about her beforehand, before she decided like, to do this uprising thing? They were in Madripoor, right? So that was like, she wants to be a teacher and all that sort of thing. So you could conceive that she had some amount of martial arts training, but at the end of the day, yeah. they painted John Walker like he was the peak. So even, you know, even if, like... Even if um, Cardi was like a fucking ninja before she got the su- the super soldier serum, it wouldn't matter. Like he would still be, you know, John Mock would still win that fight. Yeah. But I felt like they only had him lose because, you know, character A had to get to point B. And, you know, it's, mm. it's like, you know, I don't know. It, yeah, it was just, I think it was, they were just trying to get to a certain point in the story. They were trying to get her to that confrontation with Sam and, and Sharon and, and all that. It was... That's all it was there for, but it just, the powers are very, very, the skill sets are very, very ill-defined when you do shit like that. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, Yeah, I guess we'll move on to, um, you know, there's obviously that conversation between, you know, um, Bucky and 
and um, and Carly, but it's just kind of a diversion, really. They're talking about ideals, and he's saying, "Oh, I've you know put my my life on the line for the world, kind of twice." That's all interesting, and you know he goes off in his motorcycle and and fights those guys. Actually, I love all the fight scenes with Bucky, though. Uh, you know they fight in the quarry, I think, mm-hmm. at the end. Like all that stuff is actually really fucking good. I wish there was like a longer take of a fight scene because that bit where he's like where he knocks out that guy with a girder is so fucking satisfying. I wish there was like a bigger, like a bigger set piece with Bucky. Uh, but obviously you need to focus a lot of time on Sam, but a lot of thing, a lot of what's happening is just like running and like traversal and flying and stuff like that. That's kind of what, that's kind of what you're dealing with there. Uh, we'll backtrack and we'll talk about uh, the helicopter scene. What, what did you think of this? It kind of harkens back to the first episode with, with the the extraction from the helicopter. What do you think of this, Joe? It was fantastic because what it showcased was not only like Sam's um, ability to suit now, mm. but um, it also felt like how heroic and, and how really like, like he deserves it. Like he's Captain America now. Like he's, mm. you know, he's as good as Steve Rogers. Like he's... What was great about it was it wasn't, you know, they could have very easily had him, you know, go off and punch the, the pilot and just, you know, and be done with it. But I, I enjoyed how there was, like, the communication with the person in the back seat and mm-hmm. um, Red Wing, who, uh, who was reborn, which was great. Yeah. I, 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 say, I say that like I care. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> don't give a fuck. But, um, yeah. No, I mean, Red Wing, he's fine, but, you know, come on. Um yeah, I mean, it was it was an interesting um, aerial battle that was a little bit different, and yeah, it showcased off the suit and his abilities to fight. I thought it was it was really well done. One thing that I really liked though about that whole uh, conflict was when he's on the bridge, and the wings back shields and the gap. Oh. Yes, the the um, Captain America. Shield. I thought that was brilliant. I was going to bring it um, up. Yeah, and even afterwards. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, so fucking even perfect. Afterwards, when he flies, yeah, the wings kind of go up like yeah, you know, great. Um, mm. they did in the comics. It's fantastic. Like, what are you going to say there? Sorry, after that. Um, no, I was just I was just saying, you know, the wings when they go up like oh, uh, yeah. in the comic books um, when they're pointed. It's oh, and he has the and then they shoot yeah. off like a jet. Like, yeah, he had the hands yeah, up. And the he had the hands up, and the, yeah, that was just that was it was like a blink and you miss it kind of. Well, not blink and you miss it. It was noticeable, but like it was there was no time. It was like this kind of Troy thing. And I love when people do like whether it be kind of comedy or like action things or you know like little moments. Um, it you know and they're they're kind of just you know done quickly and just they're not really lingered on too much. I love that sort of thing because it kind of. It shows how confident they are in, in in what they're doing. I love I love all that stuff. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was great. Like, uh, so extremely lucky that that woman was a pilot in a former life. Uh, <laughs> very 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 fortunate. Um, truly a, a different a different type of uh, diplomat than <laughs> exists in that world. Than in uh, I guess would you call them diplomats? Politicians at least um, that exists in. Uh, the the real world, yeah, but that that was a great, that was just a great scene and a, a nice, you know, to to quote George Lucas, it's like poetry it rhymes, it rhymes, <laughs> it harkens back to the first episode, uh, you know, it's it's uh yeah, it's very very satisfying altogether. Do you know what? Just to talk about Red Wing for a minute, because obviously Red Wing is um, I, I haven't read like I haven't read the most recent comics. Maybe they changed it so that Red Wing is like a robot or a drone. I don't know. 
but uh i don't know at some point i'd like i'd i wouldn't expect like sam to have like a like a falcon of his own that fights along with him but i'd like if he had like just a pet like a pet falcon you know maybe he maybe he like got a ranch or something and he just had like a pet falcon or whatever or like uh no I, I think that would be nice oh. yeah I'd, like i don't expect him like to fight alongside him i just you know in a similar capacity to when do you ever watch like uh batman beyond or like batman the animated series like uh you know east mm. Bathound? like i mean he i don't think he really yeah, yeah. fights with him in those in that show uh but like you know it's just like a dog like a little attack or you know guard bruce or whatever but like just in that capacity like i i just kind of like to see like an actual you know an actual red wing if that like it's a very small thing i i like the fact that they've kind of modernized it and made him a drone but like just kind of have him as a pet or whatever you know i think i think that'd be cool um but um do you know to be honest i think they were kind of alluding to red wing you know it, when we're introduced to sam back in winter soldier and back in 2014 and he was talking about riley his wingman like his his comic book origins are quite different uh well i haven't i haven't read any updates of the comic book origins for falcon but it involves him being like captured by the red skull on this island and he gains bird telep- telepathy it's probably been modernized since but it's very different when he talks to riley um that's i feel like that was kind of um a placeholder for red wing and then they kind of created red wing because they didn't think they could get away with it i feel like that was yeah riley or red wing you can kind of i feel i felt like that was kind of what they were going for they're trying to modernize it but i'm glad like it's in it's in there it's small it's a small thing but you know i i appreciate it um and then um the fight in the quarry and between john and and bucky and you know it leads to that truck kind of falling off and then you know sam obviously comes along and He's able to lift that Jeep with the help of uh, like two little drones. Um, you know, some people have kind of criticized this and they're saying like, it's not, it's not at all realistic, but I feel like, I don't know, like no one really knows how strong the thrust of those drones are. And he has the wing pack as well. So I don't, I don't know. At the same yeah. time, he's, he's only kind of pushing it up. Like he's not, you know, it's, it's hard to know really. It's hard to know. What, what do you think of that? it's always funny when people talk about physics in Marvel because it's like you're also talking about the same you know cinematic universe where there's gods and people who can shrink the size of land it's yeah, like yeah. you're really gonna have, you're really gonna have an argument about fucking physics it's like come on yeah well look um, I'm just I'm that's just, like one of the more believable things yeah 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 exactly um, exactly I mean I, I did like though the two drones I thought that was kind of smart yeah because he isn't super soldier, you know, and that's what the, the suit does so well. And even when he has the conflict with um, Harley, where the wings like dig into the ground. Oh, that was great. For him. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that is really smart. That's why I kind of like this new suit and, mm. and the wings, which are, they just look so good. The way how they fold in yeah. and everything. They just like, when you compare it to the Winter Soldier, like how funky they were, it was really a jetpack yeah. in many ways. Yeah. And um, now it's, it's just, you know, yeah, it's like a little, engine definitely definitely i mean i love i love all the the iterations of the wings from the different suits i love seeing the progression first of all um Mm. i think i think they all look great but there was they definitely needed to be streamlined there was a there was a want in me for them to be streamlined i did i I never thought they properly do it 
Uh, but I guess, um, I guess when kind of Black Panther was introduced and all the vibranium was introduced, I felt like, okay, they're going to kind of do that and they're going to, you know, Sam's going to have access to that technology somehow. And, you know, it ended up happening. Uh, I wasn't sure how it would happen, but I guess they just kind of meet up and say, hey, you can borrow some vibranium wings or whatever. Um, but yeah, do you know, um, to be honest, I thought, I thought that um, Torres would show up in the middle of it somehow with the wings or something. I thought they were kind of setting it up, but obviously that's for a later date. Um, so yeah, that's obviously we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about the next step for Sam and Bucky at, at the end. That'll be a good way to wrap it up. But uh, we'll move we'll move on, I yeah. guess, to the, that confrontation between um, Carly and Sharon, who is uh, the power broker apparently, and we were kind of hoping that she wasn't. Uh, in the past few mm-hmm. weeks, so what are your feelings on that? Uh, they're not good feelings. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> I mean, look, it, it makes sense in a way. Yeah. Like if you rewatch all the episodes, like yeah, you can see that. But like, and maybe I'm just thick because I wanted it to be, uh, um, you know, Ross uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, yeah. But um. You know, look, um, it, it makes sense in a way, you know, obviously Sharon Carter, she comes from Peggy. Peggy helped found S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, they're very capable women who can um, take control of things very easy. I mean, she's, she's, um, she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She worked in the counterterrorism. Obviously, she has a huge amount of contacts you can you can conceive of. And mm. so it makes sense in that regard. Um, it does beg, like, larger questions of, like, what it means for a character moving forward. Mm. You know, like... What, like what role will she have will it be in you know the next captain america film or uh, will it just be kind of like a televised thing like uh will the power broker show up, for instance in hawkeye or something like that mm. um it, it was an int- i mean it was interesting in a way um i kind of hoped that you know she would again she's a spy like mm. you know up a crossing and and deceiving people it's it's what she does so it wasn't too crazy but i was kind of hoping it would be either someone new or you know somebody who in the past had you know motive to like have super soldiers i i guess is what i'm trying to get at um and they announced i was like oh no yeah i i mean i like i I was like sharon and i kind of want to see more of her throughout the universe but it's it's a weird one and i'm i'm trying to justify it in my head i was like and say you know that makes sense because at the end of the day i want i want to shield for marvel as much as possible <laughs> i don't want to, to admit that they've done something wrong but you know they're not immune to criticism at the same time i i love this series to bits but like there it's not not everything is uh executed perfectly and this is this is another thing it's not as it's not as terrible as the flag smashers and carly stuff you know what i mean because at the end of the day, the power broker is just kind of a means. The introduction of the power broker is just a means to an end. Really, it's it it's it's why these the antagonists have powers. Um, but obviously, they're going to do more with this, and uh, you know, it gives Emily Van Camp something to do. I think she's a great actress, you know, and um, she's had a lot of things to do. Thank you. Thank you. I got a McFlurry for my mother. 
<laughs> nice, nice. That's it. Lucky That's... for some. Yeah, I know. What is it? It's like a, it's like a Malteser. Nice one. And McDonald's, if you want to, if you want to sponsor this, this, uh, this show, feel free because. You know we're going to be fucking yeah. doing. We're going to be doing bits in the next year. That's staying in, by the way. That's my. That's my moment. Um, sorry. I'm gonna take a scoop. What was I saying? <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I think what's going to happen with Sharon is that she's going to be, I think, a way for villains in the TV shows at least to should be a way should be a way for them to get equipment or powers and i think that's what's probably going to happen is she's going to play a part in armor wars with uh, don Cheadle and um whoever's casting that probably ironheart as well Riri williams she's getting her own show uh she mentions like armor and tech specifically because like biological web like biological weaponry um or enhancers like the super soldier serum are kind of out the window and she knows that herself so she's focusing on the technology she can get her hands on basically and that's i think that's mm-hmm. definitely going to lead to armor wars um what else could it lead to i guess hmm. it's hard to know armor wars anyway i, would, I was yeah yeah i was i was kind of speculating that maybe she was like you know, a secret agent for like sword or something and that's why she was after the super soldier serum as well and that's why she was in Madripoor and you know keeping her head down but um i think you know with the casting of like amelia clark and um the incredible secret invasion cast that they've yeah. been gathering for that it, it's very clear that you know there's a lot of different avenues they're going down what you said about armor wars it probably makes a lot of sense um mm-hmm. i mean in the iron man movies the bulk of ownership of technology has always been you know, a huge thing. Yeah. Um, and if you're doing something called Armor Wars, especially with Don Cheadle, um, it makes sense. Um, I still hope Justin Hammer shows up in that as well. I think man, I'm so I'm yeah. so I'm so glad you said I'm so I'm so glad you want him in it because like honestly, Justin Hammer has had in the minds of the fans at least has had a bit of he's had a bit of a renaissance in the last few years. And I think like um, you know, Nando V Movies is a is a you know a big fan of. Like Justin Hammer, the iteration of Justin Hammer, and I think he's done a lot for um, revitalizing the you know people's perception of Iron Man two and Justin Hammer. I think he's a fucking great villain. First of all, he's like he's mm-hmm. like the scum sleazy scumbag version of Tony Stark, but he's not like it's but it's it's even more than that. He's so fucking funny. His little dances, like it's such a great character. It's very very different from. Like Justin Hammer from the comics, who's just this old, bald, fucking British guy. This guy, like Sam Rockwell, is one of the greatest actors like working today. He's like, I feel like he's this generation's Jack Nicholson. I feel like that's kind of what he has the potential to be. I don't know if I'm, if you'd agree with me, Joe, but I think like that's an actor that he's kind of most like. Um, if we're if we're going to compare actors from different eras, obviously Nicholson's still alive. I hope he comes back to acting at some point. But like, I think. Like Sam Rockwell is great, and I'm so glad he won that Oscar a few years ago because uh, he's just a phenomenal performer. Yeah, matchstick men, moves. Yeah, just great stuff. He's he, everything that he's in. Even I don't know if you've ever seen The Way Way Back. I love that. Oh, movie. I love that. Yeah, um, G- the Jim Rash movie. Yeah, that's so good. I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and every uh, you mentioned in the Moon, every movie that he's in, he, it's always like, oh yeah, Sam Rockwell. So I I hope he comes back. Um, I don't know what he's in recently. 
Um, I know he was in Jojo Rabbit, but yeah, um, um, he was in he was in Vice, and that was a while ago though. He was yeah. in the he's on this he was on this show that came out last year. It, they're advertising it a bit on Disney Plus, like it's on the featured tab. Uh, it's about these two dancers. I'm not au fait with like uh, dancing or anything like that, but it's about these really famous ones, like a, a husband and wife uh, dance. Um, duo that are very famous and I just can't remember the name of them but he did a series that was with Michelle Williams so that was like a big thing uh, but I didn't watch that uh, what else did he do god I'm gone blank but he did the last thing I saw him in was and it was in one of the last movies I saw uh, before lockdown was uh, Richard Jewell who and he is amazing that like oh, that, yeah. that movie didn't get enough uh, recognition I thought that was a really really strong strong movie and like a good return to form for like Clint Eastwood because he did that um, that Paris movie the was it the 1510 to Paris which is like fucking oh, yeah. destroyed by critics it's a bad movie uh, but like the intentions are good but it's, it's just shit but like and I think he did the Mule as well, which got kind of mixed reviews. But Richard Jewell is it's a it's just a great, great story. Like it's so it feels so relevant even to today. Um yeah, just really great. Paul Walter Hauser as well, John Hamm, one of my favorite actors, John Hamm. Uh mm. Sam Rockwell, just a great cast, and Olivia Wilde, Clint Eastwood directing. What more could you ask for? Just great. I was on my own in the in the yeah. I was on my own in the cinema when I was watching it. Uh, it was really, really great. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, you know, no, sorry. The way he portrayed the lawyer in that movie, yeah, like the way how you know justice was the main thing he was after, and and just um, yeah, there's so many things about that movie that I loved. You know, yeah. Paul Walter Howitzer, who was just he was felt so bad for the guy. You know, yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. the entire world was caving in on him, and yeah, yeah and he was, uh, I hope he shows up in Aaron Rewards. I think he'd be yeah. a great addition. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love that. Um, I'd like to see you know a lot of actors in that mo- in that movie, particular. I know we're t- it's like a Richard Jewell impromptu spoiler special all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> but I'd love to see like John Hamm in like in anything to do with the MCU. I just want like they can. I want them to stay away from DC unless it's the Batman or something like that. I just want them to stay away from like DC and just put him in good roles in, in the Marvel universe. Actually, John Hamm is actually playing. Iron Man in that Modoc series. You probably know that already. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's cool. And Nathan Fillion's playing Wonder Man, uh, which is interesting. He was he was due to he was kind of he was kind of cast by James Gunn. He had these promotional images of uh, Nathan Fillion as, as Simon Williams in in um, Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. But what I think what happened was, and it was all kind of kept really hush hush. They had these promotional posters of Simon Williams, who's like, a, he becomes an actor in the comics. Um, so they had him in like various roles, like uh, in a Tony Stark biopic that was styled in, um, you know, it was styled like the, the Danny Boyle, Steve Jobs movie. And <laughs> that was that. But I think what happened was, what happened was Kevin Feige obviously is a hundred steps ahead of everyone else. And, you know, Wonder Man is, uh, you know, he's not, he's not a massive, massively popular hero by any means. But I think if you look at any of the comics, Wonder Man is uh, always, he's, he's quite present in the Avengers stories. Uh, He's quite present, even the, the, in Vision's origin as well. Um, Yeah. But he's a popular character in the comics. I'd love to see him. I think there's a really great, 
iteration of him in uh, the cartoon Avengers Earth's Mighty's Heroes, who I, which is a cartoon that I that I mention quite often, and it's just a great adaptation of of the Jack Kirby Stanley comic books, and and they're modernized as well. Uh, it, it's really great. Like that that show was just gone way too soon. I think it only lasted like uh, two seasons, and it was cancelled in favor of uh, the you know. Uh, it, it was another Avengers show in the style of uh, the, the Drake Bell Ultimate Spider-Man show, which I, I just never got mm. into. Um, but Avengers Assemble, or yeah, Avengers Earth's Mighty Heroes is a, a really great show. Um, what are we talking about? We're talking about, um, we're talking about Sharon. We're talking about Sharon and where she was going in the MCU after this. So she's power broker, apparently. Also, alternatively, and you can shoot down this Joe if you feel it's wrong, because I'm not entirely sure myself. I think, like, there is a possibility, and I'm holding out hope that old Sharon is, you know, she's a good guy at heart, that maybe she's, uh, a, you know, a dudette playing another dudette playing another dudette, and she's going double agent on this, and she's trying to infiltrate Power Broker Inc. or whatever. And, like, you know, maybe she's, maybe there's a a, a person higher up than her in in you know, who's actually a power broker, or maybe she's like the representative for power broker or something like that. I'm not really sure, but I'd like to think that she's still good at heart, you know, because I feel like there, I feel like she, like she could have probably killed Bucky or Sam at any point or even Zemo at any point. And like that would have saved her a lot of problems in the future. You know, she's killing, if she killed mm-hmm. a superhero, she'd be, she'd be, you know, doing a lot but I don't know I honestly don't know I hope I'd hope I'd hope that she's not all bad because it, it, it doesn't really fit it doesn't really suit her I don't think what do you think yeah uh, you know I, I, I mentioned there as well how you know obviously she's like a spy agent everything's deceiving this that and the other but I do think she will wind up being you know a good person in the end you know all the stuff that she's done with Captain America, both Captain Americas, um, you know, stealing the wings and the shields uh, in Civil War and that sort of thing, even stopping uh, the helicarriers from being launched. Um, if she was a terrible person, I, I I don't think she would have done those sorts of things. Um, but I do think she's in a place now where she's, her own interests are kind of her. I think that's, yeah, she's kind of out for her own interests. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, though. I, you know, I, I do think... It is just her. Like, I do think she is the power broker. I don't think that there's someone ahead of her. Yeah. But I think it is a possibility that she might be, she might have the power broker persona for another organization. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's Thunderbolts. I'll, I'll keep hoping. Or maybe it's someone yeah. like Sword. Um, maybe Nick Fury is in her ear the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, but we'll see. Do you know, it's, it's something I can, I feel I can get over. You know what I mean? And I just, I, I like seeing Emily yeah. Van Camp in, in these things. I think she's really good. So um, I guess we'll talk about the fight between, uh, the final fight between Sam and Carly. And I think it's, I think it's a good fight, but like the stakes of it are just diminished for me because I don't really care like what happens with Carly, to be honest. I know I, 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 you know, predicted. I think I think you kind of knew this as well. Like she had to die by the end of the series because there is no, there's no redemption for her. Like, and even even if she did live, like she'd just be imprisoned. I don't think that was probably a, 
that was probably the least satisfying way to do it. I thought the fight was good though. You know, there was a lot of a lot of cool uh, nuances to the choreography. I thought um, a lot of flips, a lot of flips being done by uh, Anthony Mackie's stunt double, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, and as you said before, the the wings digging into to the concrete. I thought that was really cool. Um, so yeah, it's it was a good fight, but for me, diminished by not giving a fuck about Carly and you know, and her getting shot by Sharon just kind of you know sums it up really. What do you think? What do you think yeah. of that? Yeah, it, again, there wasn't any real stakes. Like you know, nothing's going to happen to Sam. You know, Bucky's going to be all right. Even to a certain degree. I felt like John was going to be, John Walker was going to be all right too. Um, yeah, we kind of speculated, I think, last time that, you know, she was probably either going to get killed by either John Walker or um, Power Broker, whoever that was going to be. Um, I think it makes sense for her to have died like that. I think it, you know, you know it makes sense. I, I think it was, my remembering correctly, was it Blackrock uh, who, who got her or was it Emily Van Camp? Um, that's sorry. Say that again. That Batrock. What did he shoot? Did he shoot uh, Morgenthau, or was it? I mean, it's hard to know. It's like it? a, it's like a three-way kind of standoff. I mean, it was either Carly or. Uh, it was prob. I mean, I think Batrock had his gun pointed at, at Sharon. So it was probably Batrock, and I don't think. I think the thing with Carly was she. I don't think she was going to shoot deep down. To be honest, I don't know. Just something about it. I don't think, but she, I don't think she even got the chance. Um, I don't know really. To be honest, it could have been any of them. Um, that's just my honest answer. I really, I really, really don't know because I just I, I watched it just um, over an hour ago, and I, you know, it does. I guess it doesn't really matter. They're kind of both good yeah. for her, weren't they? Weren't they? Um, she's dead either way, so yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of sad to see Backtrack get shot. I was kind of hoping he'd be like that one character who just pops up mm. for the rest of the days, yeah, in the MCU. Mm. Well, but yeah, we, we like, didn't see yeah. we didn't see like a body bag, so maybe he maybe he was we went to hospital and he was okay, you know, you never know. Um, we can but yeah, yeah, we can only hope for Backtrack's speedy recovery and um. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's possible he can come back, you know. And I I think, you know, he's obviously a fan favorite. They keep bringing him back. Um anyway, I think he's a kind of he's a cool character, you know. It's a good modernization of what Batrock is, which is this fucking French kangaroo man. Which is basically essentially what Batrock is in the comics and he's just fucking annoying Spider-Man and Captain America and all that. But no, I like him. I like him. I think he even has whiskers or some shit. Doesn't he? It's like a he's like a whiskery mustache. Yeah, it's very very evil looking. But anyway, um, what do you think of um the you know the speech that um Sam gives the the GRC guys um or the politician guys because I've heard but reading like I think I think a lot of people are really on board with it and you know we were talking you know you you mentioned before that you know you know the whole He's, he's kind of over-sympathizing with the Flag Smashers. And he's saying, you know, don't call them terrorists. But they kind of are. 
even though they're not the worst kind of terrorists, they kind of had justification. They had justification for you know they had a solid kind of message, but they just went too far. But that I don't think that stops them from being terrorists. But I think uh, some people have issues with the word, the words of the speech itself, and the motivation behind it. Um, for you know, for the writers, a lot of people feel it's quite heavy-handed. And having seen it for the second time, I don't think it is. I think. I think that Sam is trying to educate the public at that point because all the cameras are on him at the moment and he's trying to get his point across. So I think it needs to be heavy handed for because politicians are quite stupid and this universe is no different. Mm. And I think he's trying to convey it um, in in the clearest way possible because he needs to. So what, what did you think of that? Do you Do you think it's heavy handed or do you think what do you think? I think, first of all, I think it was a very smart decision to have it be not a speech as much as it's like a conversation with, you know, those politicians. Yeah. And, you know, he had to say a lot of things and and with those things, it would come across as being kind of preachy and and like you're talking down to people and and stuff like that. But I think for the most part, everything he said, he was kind of, you know, right. Like, you know, when he was talking about being a black man, you know, wearing stairs and stripes, what it means, all that sort of thing. I thought it was... Um yeah, I think he was a lot of it was justified. I, I you know, I disagree with, you know, how you know he was like, Oh, you can't be given them names like terrorists and stuff like that. Well, if I was in the MCU and I had seen that building explode, or I was a family member of one of those soldiers, or even, you know, Lamar's parents, yeah, um, I'd be thinking, Well, no, fuck you, they are terrorists. They yeah. killed my brother, my uh husband, or whatever. Yeah. Um so in a way, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of disagree with that kind of sentiment. You know, I just think it was kind of, it was odd. Like, yeah, yeah, sad. She died. She was a young girl. But like at the end of the day, you know, what she did was bad. Um, and I suppose, you know, again, when you're talking about the Flag Smashers, you are also discussing like half of the world, a lot of whom would be displaced. So a lot of those probably would sympathize with the Flag Smashers. But if you're looking at it from like a um, peaceful frame of mind, the way how they went about it was wrong. So I don't understand why he continues to kind of sympathize and preach to these politicians about like, oh, the, you know, they weren't too bad. It, w- it wasn't too long ago they were trapped in a truck about to be thrown into a quarry. It's like, yeah, you're really going to try and, you know, yeah, man. If I was, if I was, if I was one of those politicians talking to Sam, and you know the fact that you bring up the burning truck as well, I'd be fucking traumatized. I'd be like, and this fucking guy is telling me these guys are terrorists. I, these guys are really going to burn me alive in a fucking jeep. Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. I would probably overreact, but <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I respect that Sam is. I, th- I think that Steve Rogers would do the same. I'll put it that way. I think that he would act, and that's why he's Captain America. That's, this is why Sam's Captain America because he he shares the same values as as Steve does. Um, but I think he just has his wits. He's he has his wits about him when it comes to the modern world because I think he's he's faced adversities that Steve that Steve could never could never have um, confronted. Um, yeah. I, look, I respect it. I think I think it was the right decision. It was the right decision for him to 
to be empathetic towards their plight. But I guess that's what makes him like that paragon of like justice and, you know, goodwill and all this. But like, it's, it's stuff that like norm normies like yourself and, and myself aren't capable of, but like when you're Captain America or like, you know, it, it's the same like, you know, Superman or all these like big superheroes that are um, just, you know, they're, they're trying to be perfect people and um, you know, or they're trying to be anyway, like no one's perfect, but um yeah, it's just it's so it's something that they need that they need to be. They need to be better. They need to try and be better than the collective at least, and not get their not their let their emotions get the better of them. You know, it's like I don't know. It's like if someone, you know, say if someone like murdered like a, a family member, and you know, this the father of the family, all his family is like killed by this guy, like you know, and if it was me, I'd want to kill the guy, but like. In, in terms of law, that doesn't work and you can't, you have to kind of distance yourself from the situation. Like, I know there's places with the death penalty, but like over here, you know, you kind of want justice and you can't overreact. Um, so you have to be better than collect than the collective and not be, not let your emotions uh, consume you. And that's what Captain America has to be. You know, he has to be, he has yeah. to be fair. Um has to look at things in the, in the fairest way. Um, yeah. And then uh, Zemo kind of gets the last laugh, I guess. Uh, just to kind of cap all all the that, you know, that stuff off. It's, you know, his butler like blows up the rest of the, the super soldiers. That's quite satisfying because they're all cunts anyway, to be honest. They really are. Yeah. Uh, all just uninteresting pricks and... You know, I I love I just love Zemo. I love that he just got that little nice bit there, and he just didn't even have to lift a finger to tell his butler what to do. Uh, he he basically like he he basically is kind of like Batman in a way, isn't he? He's just like Batman if he was a bit of a dick, but like he's absolutely justified in what he's doing. I feel, um, you know, I'm not fully sold on him being a good guy since he killed he did kill Tashaka, which like you know, I feel like. I think he has to kind of die at some point during the MCU. I don't think he's fully redeemable. But like apart from that, killing super soldiers, kind of okay with that, to be honest, uh, and the Avengers and all that. But um, yeah, um, then um, I guess we could talk about... Um, that there's, a lot, there's kind of a lot to talk about in this episode. We can talk about the... We can end on... Uh, you know, Carol Lumley's character, um, Isaiah Bradley, and uh, him eating Sam again. That's nice. Do you want, do you want to talk about that, that uh, Joe? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the few times that they met, like, the first time that Sam and Isaiah obviously met, it didn't end on good terms. And then the second time, you obviously got way more information about yeah. how he was treated, how he, you know, lost his wife and, and, and wasn't able to be there. Um, and I think, you know, the show had to, ended on some good term and, and know that Sam is Captain America he had that he had the ability to be like I you know erect a you know a, a statue or a, a monument to him um I think it's only fair um we were talking about the the guy who plays uh Bradley before in his performance it's it's heartbreaking I mean mm. um and it, you know funny enough it just makes me want to see a movie 
about his character yeah. that takes place during the Korean War so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're going to do uh, the Iron Pit or what's his name? Uh, the Patriot? Is his, uh, the Patriot, yeah. uh, Eli, Eli Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. His character has to deal with like um, addiction a lot, I think, in the comic books. Okay. I believe. Um, so I don't know if they're going to go there. Um, yeah. I don't know if this, the grandson is going to wind up being a young Avenger um, or if he's even going to show up again. Uh, but it was a nice way to end on it. Um, I like the line how he's like, you know, you're no Malcolm or, you know, you're no MLK or anything like that was really good. And, yeah. and so I was like, oh, well, you know, doing the best I can. Uh, <laughs> which I thought was good. I mean, all those all those guys are dead. In fairness, <laughs> I mean, who who would want to be <laughs> yeah, a thing right. to the day? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Captain, well, Steve Rogers does get assassinated, so hopefully Sam doesn't. He avoids that. <laughs> but um, I don't know it's comics. Yeah. They, all, they all come back in the end. Uh, yeah. Do you know Eli Bradley? Eli Bradley is a funny one because I'm not too familiar with Patriot, but you you think that he would care some bit about like he'd be a bit more patriotic or he'd care more about you know, the Avengers and all that, but he just doesn't really give a shit about Captain America. It seems like he doesn't really care. Um, so it's kind of, it's hard for me to imagine him being like the way he's in the comics, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, maybe, they're, maybe they're, they're, they're obviously planning something. Malcolm Spellman is, and, and we'll talk about this at the end. Like he's obviously going to be like um, guiding this franchise the Captain America side of it anyway will uh, will obviously be kind of steered by him, so he's obviously planning something with with, with Eli, um, because we do see we do see a, you know enough of him to justify that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love the. I, I think I think it's a good way to acknowledge Isaiah uh, to have that statue. I think because like it's in it's in Captain America's wing of the Smithsonian, isn't it? And it like he is part of that legacy and he's acknowledged now. I think, I think he's happy with it. I've, I've heard people say, Oh, it's just, you know, it's not enough, but this is a guy who values his privacy anyway. And I think this is the way he, this is the, the most suitable way for him to be recognized. I feel, I don't think he wants to be on TV or anything or want to like necessarily like a big apology or a big parade. I, I think this is enough for him to be part of, of the history um, I think that's that's good enough for him, in in his mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, well, uh, do you want to say anything about that, uh, or you're okay? Well, there is one more thing, um, that I wanted to mention. It was about Zemo. Yeah. Now this could be complete bullshit, but I heard this from a few different places anyways. And when I say I've heard it, I've seen it online. <laughs> I don't have any insider info, but yeah. apparently, you know, the scene where Zemo is in the raft. Yeah. So apparently there was an end credit scene that got cut, and it's going to be at the end of Black Widow where um, uh, the new Black Widow, what's her name? Um, um, Yelena Belova. Yeah, her and uh, Thaddeus Ross. Yeah. We're going to show up in the raft and basically talk about the Thunderbolts that got cut because they didn't want uh, Melina Belevo to be introduced in this show, um, which I found quite interesting because I think a lot of people were like, oh, really? Well, there's only one end credit scene and it was about the power broker. Yeah. It's kind of anticlimactic. 
But um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? If if it does end up being true, it could be completely. Yeah, I I believe that. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, it's going to be Ross that's going to be assembling the thunderbolts. I feel because like it's a very deliberate thing to have him be the head honcho of the raft, and. Yeah, and obviously, just look at the comics. He's Red Hulk. He, I don't know how he'll become Red Hulk in this. Obviously, She Hulk's on its way, and you have Tim Roth is confirmed to be back, which I'm delighted. Uh, he's back as Abomination. I'd like if he was more um, fish-like, you know, the way he is in the comics, because he looks quite different in the Incredible Hulk. But I think they'll probably. I wouldn't be surprised if they will m- make him more comic book accurate by. Like they, they must have been experimenting on him in the last uh, twelve years or even more because it's twenty it's twenty twenty three now in in the MCU. So I mean, and the I'm not sure when the events of Incredible Hulk happened within the MCU. It's either two thousand eight when it came out or twenty ten. But um, it, it was early days, so the continuity is a bit it's a bit unsure. Um, but I feel like they'll definitely have experimented on Abomination uh, when we see him on She-Hulk or tortured in some way, maybe. And that's just what I'd like to see. But I feel like we have to see Thaddeus Ross in Thunderbolts, surely. I would, or, or sorry, Thaddeus Ross in She-Hulk. In, in She-Hulk, I think. Um Mm. I I would think so. I'd be very I'd be very surprised. Like he could end up being even like villainous, perhaps. I don't really know. It's hard. It's hard to know. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't think it's bullshit at all. What you're saying, I think I think that's the the route they're going. It's but I'm not sure if it's Thaddeus Ross will be completely responsible for it, or will Val have something to do with it? Because you know, we see her and, you know, she's kind of grooming, uh, she's basically kind of grooming John Walker to be her own super soldier. Like she's kind of, um, you know, uh, rescued him from a bad place and his wife is okay with it for some reason. I thought she was kind of decent. Like I thought she'd be kind of, she'd know a bit better. Like this person, <laughs> is very, like she has purple streaks in her hair. That's, that's, that's fucking evil. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's bad. I mean, but, um, yeah, she's obviously kind of grooming him, and he's like a he's like a puppy. He's just like kind of nodding to everything she's saying, and yeah, he's a he's gone a bit like he's still a good person, judging by what we saw in the episode. Like he's able to like he chose to rescue those those people in the jeep rather than go after Carly. Like he's a good person, and like people, the way people and you know we've talked plenty about this, but the way people have kind of um, you know have made fun of like Roy Russell's you know Roy Russell's performance. Like I think most people are saying. Like a lot of people are saying how great he is, but then they're kind of using that to justify how much they hate him. But like he's not a he's not a bad person at all. He's just like a product of of his of his kind of time in the military and his life. You know, that's kind of that's kind of what they made him. But he's a good mm-hmm. person. Uh, he's just he's he's just easily misled, and I think with the serum in in him, I think it's amplified that to a new degree where um, he just wants to. He just wants to. He just wants to do more, and he'll take on this new U.S. agent identity. Um, it's basically just the other suit, but black. But it's cool though. I I really like the suit. I think oh, it's really, great. Yeah, I think it looks fantastic. I mean, not, you know, I mean, his Captain America costume was basically it was like a blue version of the U.S. agent suit, um, which you know 
I, you know, I, it looks, it just looks way better in black. I, I think. Um, but yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah, he's going to be in the Thunderbolts probably. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be. Uh, I'd, I'd be, I'd be a fan of him getting his own series as well. I mean, I think he has his own comic book series now as well. I believe, and that looks mm. pretty cool. Uh, I, I know nothing about it, but it looks like well drawn and all. Uh, so yeah, the future is bright. Um, I love the. Uh, I guess I guess we'll kind of I guess we'll kind of end. We'll do the ending and then we'll we'll, we'll focus on the, the after credit sequence, which is not much to say. We've kind of touched on the after credit sequence already with Sharon, I think. So we can kind of leave mm-hmm. that. What what's happening next? But uh, I love. I'll just say that I love the um, the Curtis Harding song that they chose at the end. I think yeah. it's. I've I've actually been. I've it's it's been on my Spotify playlist for. The last two weeks, yeah. I've just yeah. been yeah. It's fuck. It's a fucking Bob man. It's so good, and like, I I didn't listen yeah. to any of Curtis Harding's music. Like I thought that that was a song from like when I first heard it. I thought this was like a song from like the late seventies. I just never heard before, and it's like it's fucking great. And then I look it up, and it came out like um, a few years ago, and I couldn't like this Kurt like Curtis Harding. Like I've just been listening to his songs. There's another one I can't think of it. Um, it's on the same album. But he's so fucking good that, that like it's just great. It's just a great song choice, um, and it fits like the the credit the end credit sequence so well with the you know the graphics. Like it's it, it's so well well done. Uh, it's a great song, <laughs> yeah. And look, I I just love that kind of happy ending. Just at the, uh, you know, at the pier, just celebrating eating fish or whatever. And yeah, Sam is definitely Sam's definitely gonna gonna try and woo sarah perhaps successfully or unsuccessfully i think he's he's trying to worm his way in i feel um because god knows when the last time he had action was probably 1940 or something <laughs> probably I mean, sarah, I thought sarah was his sister sarah uh bucky i was talking about bucky wasn't oh, I? I thought oh sorry Oh no, you said Sam. Did I say Sam? Oh shit. <laughs> Fuck. I meant Bucky. I meant Bucky. I, like, oh. I meant Bucky. <laughs> Go on. No. Sorry. Oops. John, I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. Uh, I meant Bucky. Bruh. Um, but yeah. Sorry, I'm eating my ice cream. Distracted. Um, yeah, no. Hopefully Sam no, yeah. doesn't. It was, it was a great, yeah. Yeah. It was a great ending scene. I mean, it reminded me of like Return of the Jedi. You know, it's Yoda, and everyone's just dancing around the campfire and just having a good time. It's yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even seeing Bucky like just you know bringing the cake in with the dance it was fantastic. Yeah. It was um, <laughs> yeah, we got some great like montages and like around that pier. I mean, we got like two training. We got one which was them cleaning up the boat. Then we got Sam training to be Captain America, and then we got this. Fantastic. Um, great way to end the show. And uh, then there's that great shot of the two of them looking out. Um, yeah. 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 It's just, just a, a lovely, lovely ending. And obviously uh, the Captain America and the, and the Winter Soldier title card as well, which I predicted. I thought it would be at the start, but I'm happy it's at the end. It makes more sense. Um, but um yeah do you know funnily enough you mentioned you know you would have thought it would have been captain america and the white wolf but apparently that was like they were they were thinking of going for that actually i think um was it spellman or kolstad they were talking to 
like collider or something like that and uh, they were saying that like the white wolf having the white wolf in the title at the end was uh, a possibility but they just opted not to go for it um you know which i'm fine with like i'm fine with it being captain america and the winter soldier i hope that's what the next movie is called i hope it's not like captain america subtitled something else because i feel like you know as much as sam as captain american as he is captain america now i feel like it would i you know they're both the stars of the show they both have equal screen time and i don't want them to kind of diminish sebastian sand's role going forward i think it should be captain america and the winter soldier i feel like that's the right way to approach it you know um I have, a, I have a feeling they might actually opt not to do that. I think it will be yeah. Captain America, but you know something else, like whether it be fucking, I don't know, the Serpent Society or whatever. Yeah. Um, I do think that they'll try and do um some run from the comics anyway, some storyline yeah. where it's just you know Sam being a Captain America type. I would like to see whether it be Torres or or Bucky show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do think it will. It won't be like a. It won't be like a. Woody Cop type thing, like how they did with this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that brings us on to the reveal. I mean, it was only like a day after, even less after the finale aired, where um, they just announced that um, Captain America 4 is happening, uh, whatever it's going to be called. And what do you think a fourth movie is going to entail? Because I think, you know... I don't think Power Broker is going to be the main villain of that at all. I think it's just going to be a new threat altogether. Um, so, or, or what do you think? What do you think? What are your predictions? Or what, what would you even like to see uh, for the fourth Captain America movie? Or the first of these Sam Wilson Captain America movies? Um, you know, I, 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 in terms of who I'd like him to go up against, I think, you know, I suppose one faction in, in Marvel, which I think didn't really get its due, was AIM. Yeah. Like I think AIM really didn't get, you know, I, I want to see those like beehive um, seats <laughs> that they have um, and stuff like that. I, I think there's a lot there to do. I know it was, you know, it was an Iron Man villain, but mm. I think you could fit it into a Captain America movie or even do, um, you know, I mentioned the Serpent Society is a bit of a joke, but I, th- I think I, th- I could see like an opening sequence where he's fighting like weird snake people. I think oh, that yeah. could be something fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about yourself? Uh, I was going to say the same thing as you. I was hoping you wouldn't say AIM. But um, uh, yeah, AIM, AIM is, uh, I feel the exact same way. I mean, do you know, I like what they did with, I like what they did with AIM. I appreciate what they did with an Iron Man 3. I love Iron Man 3. Uh, I think it's a, just a spectacular movie it's so enjoyable it's one of my definitely one of my most watched um mcu movies uh, out of all of them uh it's it's just a really fun movie um but yeah there's so much more that can be done with aim they're they're um one of the avengers biggest threats uh throughout the comics and yeah it would be a waste and look i yeah I think it would be it'd be stupid not to use them more. I think look the thing with AIM in the comics is they've been under so many different leadership uh or they've been under so many different administrations. Like the whole Aldridge Killian thing doesn't matter. There's probably just like uh Monica Rappuccini is kind of she's in the games and she's like the leader of AIM uh, in the comics at one point. 
uh, Modoc as well. Um, so you can have any of those characters, and it would totally make sense because you know the aim in general is like a, it's one of Captain America's biggest foes. So maybe Modoc or Monica Rappuccini or um, Serpent Society. I feel like they could adapt Serpent Society. I feel um, in some way. Um, you know, Captain America has gone against like you know bigger superpower threats than him before, just not in his own movies, more so in the Avengers movies. Um, you know, and yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's 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 going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I think we'll see. I think we'll see John Walker again in a Captain America movie. Um, but I don't necessarily. I don't think he'd be like an an antagonist because he's on good terms with him at the end. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think he. I don't think he'd willingly fight them. But um, yeah, aim aim is I think on the cards. Maybe Modok. I don't know. It's a wonder we haven't seen Modok yet. He's such a big threat, like a literal big threat in the comics. Uh, you know, it it is weird we haven't seen him at this point. Like we've had Ultron, Loki, Thanos, all those guys. You know, it, it would be weird not to have him in the MCU. But we, I think we will eventually. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just all I can predict. It's not. It's not much. There's not much to kind of go on by the end. It, it will definitely be a new threat that we haven't seen before. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for that movie. I can't wait for it. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about Nelson the show? Um, I'm gonna miss it. I yeah, I, you know, look. I mean, it was. I, I, th- I see a lot of people comparing it to one division. I think they're very different shows. Yeah. Um, even though they kind of have like the same overall structure or like big waves at the end and stuff like that. But yeah. Ends up. Um, overall, I mean, I think I'm kind of, I'm still kind of astonished how, you know, they really didn't hold back when talking about the politics. I was kind of expecting them to kind of dance around it. Mm. They really went into it, and I have to kind of commend them for that. I think, um, you know, you know, we obviously we talk about MCU a lot, not much it means to us, but it is. I mean, it is a well, those greatest, you know, kids thing. But yeah, yeah, talking about these really large topics that takes balls, and Definitely. I'm happy they're doing it. And I think it it opens it up to um, a lot of other things that they could t- uh, touch on. You know, they're doing. There's rumors that they could be doing an Echo series. I know you talked to Paul Rassi. Yeah. Um, yeah. not too long ago. If you haven't, Indeed. by the way, if anyone hasn't listened to that, give a listen. It's an incredible interview. Yes, um, I agree. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> I concur. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're you know, really expanding the kind of superheroes and characters that they're doing. Um, I hope that they continue to do that and and continue to tackle you know difficult topics and and how you know, superheroes kind of mesh with that while also having a bit of fun. Yeah. So I think the series was really funny in certain uh, certain parts. I think the the two had incredible chemistry. Mm. Um, I also liked as well, and I know this was kind of a larger kind of topic about the TV shows and how if you just watch the Marvel movies, you'll be in the know. But if you watch the TV shows, it'll just be that much more enriched. You know, like, because if you watch Endgame and then you watch the next Captain America film, you can put two and two together. You know, he's Hand of the Shield. In theory, you wouldn't need to watch the Falcon Winter Soldier. But, you know, it's nice to know that that show exists and there was that more in-depth kind of struggle. 
Like I think you can do with television so much better than any film. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, it's just, it's such a great idea. And I'm so happy that Kevin Feige is like, he's involved in everything. And I know, you know, and everyone knows like that he, that he loves it. Like he's so involved in it. And it's, I, I think he'd probably like, he's, he's a, he's a very highly paid man, but I think that he would do this for free because he loves it so much. That's the sort of guy he is. Like he's a guy in a suit, but he's a creative. He's like, he's like Don Draper. Yeah, he's, a fan. yeah he's like, he's like the Don Draper of films. You know what I mean? Like he's a guy in a suit, but he's like a creative genius. And he knows what people want in a way. I think like, I don't, I don't know if anyone, like he kind of is like Don Draper. He's not as smooth and he doesn't look like John Hamm. He just wears a hat all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, like that's kind of what he is in a nutshell. And yeah, he's, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Like with what he's done, everyone is, he's just an absolute genius and no one can deny he is, he is the best producer that Hollywood has ever had. Like, He's the most successful by far. Like, I mean, you can compare him to uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, I guess, would be, you know, uh, mm-hmm. one of the most successful. But like Kevin Feige has surpassed, he surpassed that about 10 years ago, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just incredible what he's done. And I'm so glad it's not him, or sorry, it's him uh, involved with the shows as well and not. Was it um, Jeff Loeb who was involved in the Netflix shows or was that Joe Casada or something? Um, oh, I can't think it was. Yeah, but him and Feige did not see eye to yeah. see eye to eye at all. I yeah. know. I, I, he did the, um, the uh, what's Inhumans. The IMAX Inhumans. Thing. Inhumans. Yeah. Which was horrendous. I haven't seen I mean, it, but I haven't seen it, but I saw the caravan of garbage on it lately, and they were like, they'll watch any old shite, but they were struggling with this one. It it looks terrible. It really, really it's does. Bad. Yeah, I yeah. Do you know what? We might watch it someday for like some segment or whatever. We might just just for just for the laugh, you know. Uh, but yeah. it it looks it's painful to look at uh, for sure. Like any promotional stuff I've seen for it, but um, hopefully we see the Inhumans in like a you know in a good way, like something like what they're doing with Eternals, which are kind of like, I feel like someone would be doing, should be doing something similar with the Inhumans. They, they're kind of similar in a way, these cosmic, not family, the Eternals aren't necessarily related, I don't think, but they're kind of... They're like, they're like royalty. I mean, yeah. when you think about the Eternals, they're kind of like, they're like the, um, the royal family of Earth. But mm. when you say that, I, I really think now because of the Eternals, you're not going to see the Inhumans for a long, long time. Yeah, Just probably. The Terrigen Mist <laughs> was a huge part of, you know, the birth of many superheroes in the comics. Yeah. I think Miss Marvel, I think she got her powers from the Terrigen Mist. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think as well that they're changing her powers. I think she's going to have more of like a energy-based okay. um, type thing. Yeah. And um, I suppose like the stretchy stuff. And I, and I suppose they're doing that because of, you know, Mr. Fantastic and, yeah. and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's... You know, we got a tiny glimpse of the Eternals, and I have to say, it gave me the goosebumps. That yeah. thing is going to be incredible. It looks, it looks great. Like, mm. Oh, man. They, so smart. You were talking there about Kevin Feige being a smart producer. They got Chloe's out before he won the <laughs> Oscar. Like, yeah. I would wonder, I guarantee you, Kevin Feige probably hadn't even seen Nomadland, or at least seen the final cut of it, either. So. Yeah. 
I, th- I think that, yeah. it's been in the conversation for a while now. But yeah, he obviously he had obviously hired her before. I mean, look, they're doing they're they've they've been doing that for a while. I mean, um, you know, the rider was you know a low key hit, but like a lot of people had seen it, like a lot of cinephiles, you know, like people like you know the stuff that we see, like we you know that's the sort of stuff that we'd be watching, and like he. He's he's a connoisseur of films. He's a cinephile, obviously, you know. Um, yeah, and you know he's watching all these things, and he's and he's scouting out talent at the same time. So uh, all the time, he, he's like his brain is always working like that. So of course he'd be you know looking at that, and uh, yeah, it's just a happy coincidence that she happens, you know, that she won Best Picture this year. But I'm sure that he's been that he's seen everything that she's been doing, and he's very involved in her that way. Uh, but yeah, the buzz on that movie, like the insider um, uh, praise it's been getting is like next level. I haven't heard anything like it from uh, any other Marvel properties. Like it's really uh, like even the, the very small glimpse that we saw, it looks stunning. Like it looks really like an epic, like Lawrence of Arabia uh, Dune level, like I mean, Denis Villeneuve Dune, not David Lynch Dune. I mean, like that's how that's how good it looks, like that, or even maybe better. I yeah. don't know. Uh, I hope it's like I hope it's like an epic thing. I hope it's like I want it to be like three hours long. <laughs> I want this movie to be like three hours long because I feel like there's room for it there because this is going to be going. This is going to be spanning thousands and thousands of years, and I feel like there's th- like at least three hours. Uh, uh, we could spend with those characters. I want to cast in this as well. You know, it's a great cast. Angelina yeah. Jolie, Richard Madden. Oh, it's one of the best ensembles. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Incredible, like Angelina Jolie and all them. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. And my always in Yeah. Brian Tyree Henry as well. Uh, who I'm really looking forward to seeing. Mm. I started watching um, Atlanta. Uh, just when I came, when oh, when, yeah? Star, when Star came onto Disney Plus, and I'm almost finished the first se- season, I've just been kind of, I haven't been watching a lot of TV. I've well, any TV I was watching, I was like, okay, I just kind of made a deal with myself. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna finish these series I started. So I have one episode left in Community. I'm on the second. La- I'm on the last episode of the season six. So I'm almost done that. I com- I completed all of all 14 seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So I finished that. Mad Men, I finished. Hannibal, I finished your lockdown. So I've done a lot. Um, or I've watched a lot. I haven't done a lot. I've just been sitting on my couch eating popcorn. But um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'll definitely, you know, I'll definitely get to that. Like, I, I don't know the second season and the film of the third season. So yeah, it's just a great show. It's fucking like next level surrealist comedy. It's so good. It's, it goes in ways you just, I just didn't expect. Um, Don Glover is just amazing, and uh, Lakeith Stan- Sanfield, Brian Terry Henry, Izzy Beats. It's yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, I love the show. Oh, it's uh, incredible. Yeah, I mean the last episode of season one. Um, without spoiling, I believe that's the one where they're looking for a jacket. It's the craziest shit. Like, <laughs> I don't know what they must be smoking in the writers' room, but it's just fantastic. And se- season two takes it up a whole another level really? when it comes to crazy it's it's one of my favorite shows um in fact i think they're in the netherlands right now shooting season three oh, and okay. i think they're shooting season three and four back to back so wow okay um, 
than be inundated with a lot of Atlanta. But yeah, um, it's funny you mentioned it's always funny. I, I, I just recently started watching that. It's been like the greatest thing ever. Oh, I don't know why we waited so long. Man, it's so good. Do you know, I've had I've had a thought in my mind for a while. I don't know if I'll ever do it, but I like, um, I looked up a while ago because I was curious. The, some of the biggest podcasts in the world are these rewatch podcasts. You look at the ones, the, the Scrub one, or the Scrubs one, and um, there's like I think there's two Office podcasts. The one with the guy who plays Kevin Malone, and the guy and uh, Office ladies with oh Jenna with Jenna yeah, Fisher yeah. and Angela. What's her name? Angela something. I can't think of her name. The yeah, the blonde one. I can't think. I don't. I'm more of a fan of the UK Office to be honest, but the the US one is really really good too. But um, but I was I looked up um. I was searching for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast and there's like none at all. Um, and so I thought like there has to be like a gap in the market for something like that. So um, I like, and yeah, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like we could definitely, you know, if we got some like-minded uh, Sunny fans, we could definitely kind of make a podcast about that as well. I'd be down for a Mad Men one as well. But anyway. That's just, yeah. a pi- that's just a pipe dream. I'll probably I'll just stick to stick to things I can do realistically from for you know for a while because I don't know. I've been doing I've been doing like episode like pretty much episodes of the podcast every week or every week for the last almost a year since July. And sometimes it's like twice a week. I'm, I'm editing all of them as well. And it's just like I love doing it, but it's uh it is it is time consuming, you know. Uh, but I do, I do yeah. love it though. And if I was, yeah, no, it's 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 great. I have no reason to complain. Lots of people doing way fucking tougher shit. Um, but yeah, anyway, well, we went off on a tangent there at the end. But you know, that's the, that's the end. <laughs> Nothing of the to do with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, no, that's no. it. You know, that we love the show and we can't wait for Loki. And I guess we might as well talk about Loki for a bit. I guess we can do. That's a six episode series as well. It's gonna be. It's been moved forward to June the 9th It's gonna be on a Wednesday. On Wednesdays mm-hmm. from now on, Wednesdays are new Fridays, according to Mr. Hiddleston. So uh, I guess we'll, we can do, um, I think people like these episodes, they do quite well. Uh, so yeah, and Loki's going to be no different. Loki, the buzz around Loki is, I think, the biggest of any show, as far as I know. Like, even my sister isn't, she likes all the Marvel movies, but like, she's a massive, like, um, Loki fan. Uh, actually, I got mm-hmm. the latest. I got the latest issue of, the, of Empire Magazine, and Tom Hiddleston is on the cover, right? And um, like, she'll just come into my room and just start reading like the feature. Like, she has a real thing for Mister Hiddleston. <laughs> Who could blame her? He's a, he's a good-looking guy. But um, yeah, 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 definitely. In, in a totally, in a totally masculine way, he's he's a good-looking chap. But uh, yeah, Loki is Loki's gonna be great. Owen Wilson, um, Goo Goo and Battle Raw. And potential Loki variants, uh, female Lokis. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at here. Uh, time travel, all the good stuff from like, I don't like, I fucking hate Doctor Who, right? But like, I admire the concept, but it just looks cheap as fuck to me. So this is kind of, mm. I guess this is kind of what they're going to do. So it's going to be Doctor Who, but cool looking. <laughs> so with, with, with characters that you actually like. Um, but yeah. Loki, it's uh, coming next month, I guess. Uh, in a month and two days, so we should look forward to that. And but then Black Widow, not too long after. And Black Widow as well. Yeah, um, yeah, we're going to be spoiled. By... 
is it July? It's yeah, July it's, I think July 12th. That sounds right. I think you're correct. Uh, that is right. Um, but yeah, so much Marvel stuff after a very long drought. And I cannot wait for that. Anyway, we'll we'll end it there. We'll say goodnight and we'll sign off. It is a goodbye from myself and Mr. Joe Hines. Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye, James. Thanks for everyone for listening. Um, thanks for supporting the podcast. It's yeah. always nice. Um, tell your friends, tell your grandmothers about it. Yeah. You know? Um, we need to do better with the pensioners. Yeah. Did you put- Exactly. Mm. Right. That's a huge marketplace. Yeah. And um, now that they're all vaccinated here in Ireland. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, there's lots more things to come. Uh, there's been a drought of episodes uh, in the last two weeks due to some issues uh, that uh, can be overcome. But uh, myself and Joe are going to be uh, doing some interesting things. We're going to be uh, doing perhaps uh, an episode uh, next week about Nomadland and some, some movies we missed without remorse, Mitchell's uh, versus the machines, all that good stuff. So we can do all those a bit of a news roundup. There's been a bit of news since we've been off the air and um, yeah, we'll get back on track back to normal and we'll have more time because we're not doing college stuff and lots of other things. I think we should do like, you know, various specials or something on movies we like, or, you know, Things, whatever, whatever comes to mind, whatever, whatever comes to mind, we can, the world is our oyster and uh, people have to, people have to listen to us for free. Anyway, uh, we'll sign off. Uh, thanks so much again. I like what Joe said. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you when Loki comes and we'll see you next week. If you listen to the weekly show. Anyway, goodbye, 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 goodbye. Oh,